Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Theology Matters with the Palouse, and I am your host, Devin Palou. My wife's not able to join us today, but uh, I know she's looking forward to hearing the show a little bit later. Uh, Big thanks to everybody who joined us last week, and we had Dr. Paul Copan, a philosopher out in Florida, Palm Beach, Atlantic, I believe is the name of the school, and uh, we talked about his new book, What Would Jesus Really Eat? The Biblical Case for Eating Meat. I actually had a lot of uh, people tune into that show and listen and uh, have been, um, you know, blessed uh, just because, especially on Netflix, it seems like, and Amazon, you have all these documentaries coming out about veganism. And again, uh, you know, nothing wrong with being a vegan, but uh, it seems to be a whole a whole world view for some people and almost religious and uh, come after you with zeal if you don't agree with them. So um, check out our YouTube page, Ratio Christie at Winthrop University, and we've uploaded uh, a lot of our uh, podcasts on that channel, including that one from, from Dr. Copan. Uh, Reformation Month is coming up, and uh, for anybody who's listened to our show for a while, you know that we normally – host a lot of debates on certain key topics within the Reformation. So we've done several debates on Sola Scriptura, uh, I've done debates on justification, on purgatory. Uh, I have uploaded a good number of those debates on our on our YouTube channel to where you can listen in, um, as well as we have also engaged um, some of the guys, the main guy that's been on the show uh, is Chris Date from RethinkingHell.com. And um, nice guy, but uh, we would definitely disagree with their views on uh, hell, whether it's eternal conscious torment or not. So we were actually able to have him on the show twice and uh, have done debates with him. And so you can check out those debates also on uh, YouTube as well. So we're going to consistently be uploading our shows over the past like six or seven years that we've been uh, been doing this show. We're going to try and get them on YouTube just to get them out there a little more. Uh, And then, of course, you can go to Capital TRU Radio on your Android or iTunes and subscribe there. And we're trying to put out a new show every week, um, so be sure to follow us there. You can go to Facebook, uh, Theology Matters with the Palouse, and there you'll find a lot of our podcasts that we put up as well as our updates and upcoming news and all that good stuff. So. Appreciate you guys following us. Again, our YouTube page, Ratio Christie at Winthrop University. Uh, This semester we've been doing, uh, basically we're going to take this next two semesters to do a year in the Bible. 
Uh, and so we've looked, we're looking at, um, is the Bible reliable? How do we do hermeneutics? Um, did Jesus rise from the dead? How do we respond to a lot of Bar Ehrman's claims? Um, speaking of that, we, we've done a couple shows with Rob Bowman. We put um, those shows up on our YouTube page. You can listen to that. But, yeah, we're, we're really engaging more um, in biblical um, defense of the Bible as a whole this semester. Next semester we'll be getting into some of the theology. So be sure to check us out on our YouTube page, and you can watch – uh, all the stuff we do at the university, we live stream. Uh, so be sure to check that out. And then lastly, September 24th, uh, we're going to be doing a cultural event uh, at the campus of Winthrop University. This means means the students, it's actually cultural and global, the students actually get credit for coming to the event that uh, Ratio Christie uh, is throwing, which is putting on. And the, time, the name of the event is, Is Christianity the White Man's Religion? And we're having my good brother, Dr. Harold Felder, who's an African-American man who wrote a book called The African-American Guide to the Bible. And he looks at a lot of the objections from people like the Nation of Islam, from the KKK to Hebrew Israelites, just to all the people that uh, seem to go left to center uh, and answers those objections. So this event is free to the community. Uh, the last several times we've done events, every the last probably four events we've done uh, has been amazing. We've packed the place out. We had uh, over 500 people. Last event we did with Frank Turek. Um, so come on out, September 24th, 7 p.m., Richardson Ballroom. Is Christianity the white man's religion? So you don't have to be a, a college student to attend, but we would love to have you join us. All right, that said, let's go ahead and jump into our show. Today we're going to be looking at the atheist illusion with Pastor Jason Wallace. And Pastor Jason Wallace is a good friend of mine, and we've actually had him on the show several times. We're going to be uploading his shows uh, to YouTube as well. Uh, done some really good shows on the Bible and homosexuality, uh, Mormonism, just some really good shows. So, uh, pastor Jason uh, is, of course, the pastor of Christ Presbyterian Church in Salt Lake City. Uh, I don't believe the show is on anymore, but he was the co or the host of the Ancient Past uh, television show. He has participated in and moderated numerous debates on various topics such as Mormonism and the doctrine of the Trinity, and does outreach ministry to LDS community. In Utah, I know we also does some stuff with atheism, which we'll be talking about today. So, Pastor Jason, are you there? I'm here. Always good to be with you, Devin. Man, always good to have you on the show. So, I know you guys got some stuff coming up. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that before we jump into the meat. Yeah, we were very privileged. Uh, Dr. James White and Jeff Durbin are going to be with us October 3rd. Uh, we're putting on a debate at the University of Utah between them and two atheists. One is a professor of neuroscience at the University of Utah. The other is the state representative of the American Atheist and the president of the Atheist of Utah. Uh, that'll be Thursday night, uh, 7 o'clock at the U. We haven't nailed down the room yet. We've put in a reservation we're still waiting for the for the confirmation on the specific room but um, then the next night uh, Dr. White will be dialoguing with a um, with an instructor from the LDS Institute of Religion at the University of Utah he this will be the third dialogue that they've done uh, when we use the term dialogue we simply mean a more informal uh, discussion, but nothing less substantive than a regular debate. It's just um, some people prefer a dialogue to a, to a formal moderated debate. Uh, we're having that right. on Thursday, but then the, the dialogue will be on Friday. And the question uh, for the first for the first night is, does the triune God of the Bible exist? Uh, the debate is not simply going to be over a uh, bare theism, but does the God of the Bible exist? 
And then the next night, the question with the Mormon will be, uh, what is truth? Wow. Man, that's an interesting topic for them to <laughs> to discuss on what is truth. That's that's great. And I know Dr. White's had a few discussions with this gentleman in the past. Is that correct? Yes, this will be the third time they've done it. Back when we had the television program, uh, they sold the station a little over four years ago. Um, but uh, it changed formats, so uh, that's why that went away. But um, back when we had the television show, over seven and a half years, I had Alma on, I think, 14 times. And he's Whoa. he's an articulate, honest Mormon in that you know, it's, there are some Mormon apologists that will defend positions they don't really hold, trying to make the other side look bad. Um, Alma works very hard to try to make the Mormon position uh, credible, but he will give honest answers to, to direct questions. And so, um, you know, we've, you know, one one of the things I, I appreciated about him when we were first starting these interviews, there were a lot of folks who were saying that Mormonism had fundamentally changed and it was becoming, it was moving towards evangelicalism. And he was very honest. We can't. Uh, we have a different wow. God. We have a different gospel. And yes, our our um, language has changed in terms of how we deal with people outside of Mormonism, but no, we are not fundamentally changing. And I appreciated that because um, we had uh, Dr. Richard Mao come to town and apologized to the Mormons for all the lies he said that evangelicals have been telling about them. And, of course, he didn't specify them. And when, when pressed, he, he said, oh, I've been assured by uh, professors at BYU that they no longer teach that God is an exalted man. And, you know, it didn't matter that we could show them show him current teaching manuals that said that. He didn't care. You yeah. know? And so, anyway. But yeah. Hopefully it'll be a, a good event. And... And I know you're involved with Ratio Christi. Uh, they're actually helping us. Uh, they've started a chapter here and are uh, working with us in terms of the logistics on those. And so we greatly appreciate that. Well, and I imagine Aaron uh, will probably be. I know. I know if I was there, I would be uh, using you right and left. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he'll be using you to uh, do some stuff on Mormonism and and you're also. I mean. You are a wealth of knowledge in a lot of areas. Roman Catholicism, uh, I believe we've, I, I think we've had you on the show. If not, uh, man, we need to do we need to do a whole show uh, on the video because I know you guys uh, did did a video on Roman Catholicism with Reformation Month coming out. That would be a really good show, I think, to do as well. But uh, you know, you just you're a wealth of information it. in a lot of areas. Yeah. So how how did you get kind of involved? Um, I know you. I think you've had some dialogues with atheists in the past, right? Is that formal dialogues? Um, I haven't debated them myself. I've moderated debates that mm-hmm. uh, others have done with them, and and we've put them together. Uh, we had a couple right. of debates with a professor down at Utah Valley University. He came up to to the University of Utah, and we did a couple of debates um, that we co-sponsored with the hum- uh, Humanist of Utah, and uh, I interviewed the president of the Atheist of Utah back when we had the show, and so we've had some interaction with atheists. Part of what spurred this on, um, when they sold the TV station, we realized that the Lord had really blessed this in terms of getting information out, and so tried to crystallize what we were doing. We first made videos dealing with Mormonism. And one of uh, the eight videos that we made for that was after Mormonism, atheism, uh, with a question mark. Because that's what most Mormon, what Mormons become when they leave Mormonism, is they, they the, the LDS Church has taught them that if Mormonism isn't true, nothing's true. And so... 
we did a short video essentially trying to engage them in that. The the current video that we just finished is much more thoroughgoing. It's not directed at, at specifically an, uh, a former Mormon audience, but it's an hour and a half video that, that deals with the real spectrum of atheist claims. And um, um, the Lord's blessed these. Um, we've the, the the main Mormon video that we made has got close to 125,000 views. Um, I, one of the debates that we did at the University of Utah has really taken off. It's had about 50,000 views in just the last four weeks. And so we realized the potential of these things. And so um, that that's why we started making these kinds of things. Well, that's wonderful. It's... it's uh... Definitely a service that other Christians are able to benefit from, for sure. Um, so, you know, I grew up in Utah, uh, lived there for 20, 21 years or so, and then uh, moved to Oregon, and I didn't get saved. I didn't come to know Christ until I lived in Oregon. And so I can't remember. I mean, I, I, I remember that Utah is very Mormon, and uh, it's been several years since I've you know, lived there. I've been here in the Carolinas for 15 years, but maybe talk to us uh, for a minute. What is the landscape there? I'm sure it's probably predominantly Mormon, but is there uh, is there a growing atheist uh, or naturalist uh, worldview in in certain areas of Utah, or is it still pretty much Mormon? Or? No, more, Mormonism is fall, quickly falling apart in a lot of ways. I mean, it, it has a lot of inertia. There's still a lot of nominal Mormons. Um, in the majority of the states, nominal Mormon at least. But I, I sometimes joke that I minister between San Francisco and Provo. Um, Salt Lake City proper, uh, which is just one city in the valley here. I think there's 14 or 15 city, uh, municipalities in the valley. But the downtown is Salt Lake City. Uh, they number of, a few years ago they voted down basically an Al Gore style Democrat man in favor of a Bernie Sanders uh, open Whoa. lesbian um, atheist, wow. and she's been she's been flying the pride, gay pride flag from City Hall. It's on the um, city police stickers. Uh, it is Salt Lake City is very, very secular. They're working hard to be more liberal than San Francisco, and I don't know if it's true. I've, it's it's so the claim is made now. San Francisco proper is about seven hundred fifty thousand people, and it's the whole peninsula there, uh, or you know, at least the whole tip of the peninsula. Salt Lake City only has about 200,000 people. It's just the downtown and the University of Utah and surrounding neighborhoods, basically. But um, supposedly there's more there are more homosexuals per capita in San, Salt Lake City than San Francisco. And I, I haven't verified that, but it's one of those statistics that it may not be true, but it's close enough to be to look that way. Um Wow. So the 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 Democratic nominee for United States Senator to that ran against Mike Lee a couple of years ago his only real qualifications he was a checkout clerk at he was a uh, he was a um he operated a cash register at a local grocery store but he was a transvestite he got nearly 40% of the vote for the yeah. state of Utah. Yeah, Utah has definitely changed since I was there 15 years ago. Uh, that's, that's pretty amazing. And, I would have never the, guessed that. Well, and the Mormon church itself um, is adrift. I mean, they've got a 95-year-old guy at the helm whose biggest concern has been to stop being called Mormon. Uh, they don't even accept LDS anymore. Um, 
everyone's been told, and they've they've had to revamp their websites. They've had to revamp. I mean, they, you know, uh, they had a campaign. I am a Mormon, uh, and all this stuff's been. When his his big focus has been um, having everyone called a member of the Church of Jesus Christ uh, of Latter Day Saints, and you can drop off of the Latter Day Saints, but. You know, they're no longer Mormons. They're no longer Latter Day Saints. They're not LDS. They're their uh, preferred title is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Meanwhile, they've been compromising with the LGBT community because um, they had a. Um, a lot of blowback. They were major sponsors of Proposition 8 uh, a few years ago in California. And essentially, they were gearing up for what they were calling the Mormon moment. You know, Mitt Romney was going to be the president. They were going to be the family-based American church. Well, of course, Romney didn't get elected. Um, Proposition 8 passed, barely. But you literally had... Uh, people marching in the streets of Salt Lake City, protesting them, yeah. and they have really backed away. They they've made an immediate big gift of an undisclosed amount to the Utah Pride Center. They started working at first behind the scenes, um, but then it became very very open and with press conferences promoting. Um, first municipal ordinances, but then eventually a state law prohibiting any discrimination in employment or housing based on uh, sexual orientation or identity. And uh, the lead singer for Imagine Dragons is very embarrassed of his uh, time as a Mormon and his mission that he did. And so he did a big concert to um, supposedly affirmed uh, homosexual teens and it was supposed to be suicide prevention and he put on a concert down in Orem which is right next to Provo and BYU and it was called the Love Loud concert well the Mormon church at first ignored it but then ended up basically embracing it and so um one one pastor I know that ministers in Provo which is the next County south of Salt Lake City. Um, it's about 45 miles south of us. Uh, he said, if the Mormon Church came out today and said we're fine with everyone being homosexual, he said he saw two thirds of Utah County, which is among those who profess any religion, it's 90 plus percent Mormon down there. He said he thought that two thirds of them would stand up and cheer. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Part of it goes back to uh, Gordon Gordon B. Hinckley had been the um, uh, media relations you know uh, guy for the Mormon Church before he became prophet, and he really put he tried to put forward this public face of Mormonism that you know we're Christians too, um, you know you bring your truths we'll bring ours and you know we'll all just have you know wonderful all time. You know, the old line Mormonism, where Mormons would sometimes say, we're not Christians, we're Mormons. That got consigned to the dustbin of history. Well, they tried to maintain a private face within the church. But honestly, most of what I see from Mormons now is just a a universalism that doesn't make the truth claims that it used to. It, I mean... The LGBT juggernaut is just rolling over them, and and the the whole um, postmodern thinking is just it, it's is taking over the Mormon Church. It's you know what's true for me is not necessarily true for you, but it works for me and right. it makes my kids happy, and we have a nice community. Mm. Well, and I imagine it's like as they get farther away from their um, doctrines and beliefs, I guess you crept a little closer and closer to 
you know, naturalism making making a lot of sense. Um, maybe talk a few minutes about the, the the documentary, the film that you guys uh, put together. Um, kind of what is it? And I've seen, I've told you, I've seen a good about half of it. It's just phenomenal from what I've seen. But um, talk to us a little bit about uh, kind of the aim, the goal of the film, kind of what what viewers who are watching can expect. Uh, as they watch that and et cetera? Well, basically, it's an attempt to challenge the whole atheist mindset um, in terms of how do they know what's true. Um, all, all too often, Christians allow the, the atheist to sit in judgment. And the, the atheist pretends that they're neutral and the Christian is supposedly presenting evidence, and the atheist says, well, that's just not convincing. Um, the reality is, you know, Romans 1, we all know there's a God. We're all suppressing the truth and unrighteousness. And the the atheist worldview, when examined, is absurd. It's simply... Um, cannot hold up to scrutiny. You know, they 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 point to science, you know. I only you know they'll you'll have atheists who'll say I only believe in what science can prove. Well, that's an absurd statement because science can't prove logic, math or the scientific method. You know, they they'll they'll the sci- scientific method deals with matter and motion. And so right. God and the and the human soul are ruled out by definition, but so are the very foundations on which the scientific method is based. And so when you go through, you know, modern science is based on induction. And the the pioneers in the scientific revolution were all basing induction on the idea that a reasonable God has made a reasonable universe that the God who made everything knows everything and has communicated truth to us and called, he's made us reasonable creatures and invited us, as Kepler said, to think his thoughts after him. And science took off. Now anyone can pursue the scientific method, but only Christians have a logical basis for it working. Uh, in the in the video, we quote from uh, Chinese philosopher uh, Yulin Fang, who um, in 1922 said that China had not yet discovered the scientific method because Chinese thought started from mind and from one's own mind. Uh, if if you're a if you're a polytheist, you have no God who's really made things. I mean, this kind of goes back to Mormonism. One of the reasons it's so easy for Mormon for Mormons to go to atheism is they never had a god. Their idea of a god is an exalted superman who's one among a whole bunch of exalted supermen, and there is no ultimate creator. There is no god who rules the universe. And, you know, if you've got a universe of finite gods and they're in competition with one another and everything else. Who? What is truth in that system? Right. And just right. because, just because uh, you jump off a roof 27 billion times, there's no guarantee that the, the next time it's going to be the same. You know, atheists will try to come up with logical arguments against miracles. But all, but scientific laws are based on the idea that there's a lawgiver. Uh, that's what Galileo said. You know, that's what I mean. You go through all these guys that there's a reasonable God behind these things, and that He can act contrary to His normal uh, method of, of acting, and we call that a miracle. But it, but the only reason we have any confidence that anything that happened in the past will 
parallel what happens in the future is because of induction. And atheists have no basis for induction. And we quote um, uh, from Bertrand Russell admitting that. Yeah. Right. And and you know we basically go through and show, you know you you have Dawkins you know making thing making statements like faith is evil, um, you know because it doesn't require uh, evidence. Well, the reality is their system is based on faith as well. They have to have faith that the the, the fact that water has boiled everywhere at all times that it has been observed at 212 degrees Fahrenheit at sea level, that that's going to be the same tomorrow. They have to have faith that what they're observing actually corresponds to reality. They have to have faith that from those bare facts that they can actually, without knowing everything, then uh, reason from that to knowing uh, conclusion, reaching conclusions, and then prescriptions about how do we live. And the reason we call it the atheist illusion, you know, that there have been some things out there about delusion, you know, playing off of um, Dawkins, um, you know, the God delusion. Mm-hmm. It's not a the the theme that runs through this is it's not a delusion. It's a purposeful su- suppression. It is trying to create illusions. Atheists simply lie about historical facts. We go through the history of of Darwinism, and it's replete with either wild exaggerations or just outright fabrications. And we go through some of the the historical things that you would normally see, but then um, in terms of... uh, Piltdown Man, Nebraska Man, and you know things like uh, Java Man. Um, before that, um, even Haeckel's embryos. You know? Yeah, we got embryos. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we've we've got, and we show the modern textbooks that include it. And, but but then we go to inherit the wind, which is you know the number one propaganda yeah. piece. Yeah. And we show that, yeah. that it's a complete fabrication, that yeah. they took a publicity stunt. You know, in the real trial, it, it was everyone was in on it. The, uh, Scopes was never jailed. He, he uh, went out and swam with the prosecutor. Uh, and, you know, or the, I mean, all these different, it, it was a publicity stunt. Right, but in in the movie version, he's jailed. He's threatened with lynching, and they portray you know they they love to make themselves out into into victims. And yeah. so we go through the actual we go through the actual history. We quote scopes. We 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 show you know when he's fined a hundred dollars for a misdemeanor, the prosecutor volunteers to pay it for him. But then we also go through and we show what was actually taught in that textbook, and we show that eugenics is not a misunderstanding of Darwin, but what Darwin was actually arguing. You know, we've got Dawkins lying through his teeth that yep. Darwin that that uh, that Darwin is that eugenics um, was was not what Darwin was talking about at all. And then we go through and we actually show what he what he taught, and then we get and then we have Dawkins, who is talking off script, admitting that what he had said you know said in his book is a complete lie. Wow. And so well, if, if, you know, if Darwinism ahead. is true, you know, yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, if Darwinism is true, then it would seem like the eugenics thing and. You know, certain. I'm not saying one race is better than the other, but I'm saying in a Darwinian view, it would seem as though some people are higher, higher evolved than others. It seems like you know, Christianity, oh, it, it, biblical Christianity, it's the only answer to things like racism. But if Darwinism is true, then you know you have these you know 
favored races, so to speak, right? I mean, didn't that, wouldn't that be the outcome of it? Oh, yes. I mean, it, Darwin in The Descent of Man was very clear that the African uh, would be exterminated. Wow. As as a lesser developed um, being. And like through that, natural selection? Know, not just through natural selection. He... Um, but that basically um, civilized men were going to realize that for the good of humanity, uh, you know, we had to get rid of these uh, lesser developed people. And that they, you know, uh, I don't have the quote directly in front of me, um, but basically we needed to um, have a greater distance between us and the apes than between the gorilla and uh, the Negro, as he referred to them. Wow. So, yeah, it, it's um, one of, and one of the things that we tie into in terms of the illusion is that you'll have Dawkins on the one hand talking about a universe of blind, pitiless indifference where there is no good or evil. And that is materialism. And they they appeal to that to dismiss God. But the reality is that they can't live in that universe, and they never intend to. Having Having dismissed God, then they try to sneak back in meaning and purpose and value but with themselves in the place of God. Hmm. And, you know, we, we, the, it, it honestly goes back to the garden. Atheism is just one more flavor of unbelief. And it honestly isn't that different from, from Mormonism. The trappings are very different. You know, there, it, it, it is a different flavor. But it's a but it's a way that men can become gods. Yeah, that's interesting. And, that is a really interesting to you. Well, the you listen you listen to um, James Randi and Richard Dawkins. They they describe themselves as brights. They are the enlightened. They are the the, the more highly evolved. They are the ones that will determine truth for everyone else you know they may not be making the same uh, exact claims as the old god kings of old but whenever these people get power it's amazing that the you know um, Christopher Hitchens referred to Christianity as a spiritual North Korea yeah well the reality well the real North Korea is an officially atheistic state. And and atheists will say, well, no, 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 that's not a really an atheistic state because uh, the the leaders are, are deified. And it's like, what do you think you are when you describe <laughs> yourselves as bright? They have the power. And, you know, we show these golden statues of uh, Kim, Kim Jong-il and Kim Jong-un. And people bowing down to them and worship to them. Wow. It's the atheism is never about getting rid of God, uh, getting rid of every God. It's about people putting themselves in the place of God. Very, very few people really want to live in a universe of just materialism where it doesn't matter whether you help a lady, little old lady across the street or push her in front of a bus where there is no good or evil. Atheism is basically a dodge. And are people consciously aware that they're doing this? I don't think so. I mean, I think that people... It's like Mormonism. Are, are people consciously aware that they refuse to hear the Bible and that they're being led by uh, false prophets? 
not a whole lot, but yet in that, I'm, I'm, I'm thoroughly convinced these are creatures in the image of God. And they, whether, whether they recognize it or not, God says they're suppressing the truth. But in dealing with them, I've dealt with enough Mormons, I've dealt with enough atheists over the years, that it doesn't take a whole lot of pressing them before um, they're very clear about what their thinking is. I mean, I, I show Mormons the God of the Bible, and they'll get outraged, and they'll say, that's not my God. I say, that's your problem. <laughs> you, claim, you claim that that's your God. You claim it's just a matter of translation. But the reality is you hate that God. And, you know, this is one of the illusions of atheism. Uh, there's some memes going around out there that actually that I think nail it. You know, um, atheism, you know, step one, there is no God. Step two, and I hate him, you know, or something, you know, along those lines. Right. right. If the, in a materialistic universe, how can you hate God? I mean, or how, how can you hate anything? There's nothing evil. Yeah. Yep, or love, I guess. I, it's uh, both meaningful or meaningless we, in that in that worldview. We 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 show a clip of Dawkins where he's arguing. Yes, Darwinism tells us how we got here, but we can transcend the meaninglessness of Darwinism. There's a new purpose afoot in the universe. You know, there's, 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 um, that can, that can create, there's, there's a, a being that can create purpose. It's us. <laughs> and it's, it's like, dang, oh, that sounds a lot like ye shall be as gods. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And let's, um, yeah, go go ahead, finish this off there, and then I want to give a number for well, people if anybody wanted to call in. I know we don't have a whole lot of time left with you, but uh, go go ahead, finish your thought there. Yeah, we we start off with James Randi because he helps segue into so much of what we're presenting. James Randi is a very popular uh, illusionist, and you know he calls him he's he's very close with Dawkins. He calls himself a bright. He says we only deal with evidence. Well, then he claims that Jesus never existed because Galilee never existed. And we've got him on film, you know, making all these claims. And it's just it's just a bunch of conspiracy theory garbage that even atheists admit is bogus. We, the reality is atheists only care about evidence if, it's, if it fits with what they want to believe. Uh, we've got... Peter Atkins on, on Unbelievable saying, you know, he's being asked, what would you accept as evidence? And he gives, you know, this very abstract um, um, mathematical formula. If that showed up in the Bible, that might be something. But then again, I would just consider it a forgery. And he's asked, well, what if the stars spelled out, Peter, I'm here, believe in me? He said, I'd rack it up to madness. Wow, there is, you know, these are not honest people seeking the truth. They are exactly what God described them to be. They are suppressing the truth and unrighteousness. And it's like trying to keep the, the lid on a, on a on a pressure cooker. But um, anyway, go ahead and give your number. I'm sorry. No, no, that's that's fine. Um, yeah, if you'd like to call in and, and uh, ask uh, Pastor Jason a question, uh, the number is uh, 619-768-7314. That's 619-768-7314. And what we will do is take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we'll continue this conversation with the atheist illusion, and maybe Pastor Wallace can take us a little bit through some of their views of morality, uh, origins, you know, where we come from, why we're here, how would the, how would the uh, atheists respond to that, and then how could we uh, engage them. So stay with us. We'll be right back. 
As we know, the culture is changing all around us and we're dealing with questions and issues and many times Christians find themselves unable or ill-equipped to answer questions. And a number of years ago, Ravi came up with a kind of a matrix, if you like, for looking at big questions, origins, meaning, morality, and destiny that every religion, every ideology in the world has to answer. So what this curriculum has been designed to do is to take each one of those questions, look at the question, and also look at how we would answer it. How do discussions flow in conversations? How do people actually engage these questions, and how do we use them to bring the gospel intelligently into a conversation and think Christianly about life and respond to the questions? So Everyday Questions has been designed using some of our team to help answer those questions, engage with these issues, and give a tool that I think would be practical to help equip people on how to share the gospel. So I hope you'll give it some serious thought, and I guarantee it will be of great help. Welcome to the One Minute Apologist. Apologist. We interview the world's leading apologists to provide credible answers to curious questions. Welcome to the One Minute Apologist. My name is Bobby Conway, and I am here with Corey Miller, the president of Ratio Christi. It's good to have you on, Corey. Thanks, Bobby. I appreciate the opportunity. Tell our audience, what is Ratio Christi? Ratio Christi is a campus apologetics alliance. It just changed from student apologetics alliance to campus apologetics alliance. And we want to focus like a laser beam on apologetics evangelism on the university campuses. And how many uh, different, uh, you know, chapters do you have right now? We have over 150 university chapters and some international as well. It's growing like crazy, isn't it? It is. How can people get involved? Uh, Go to ratiochristi.org. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you so much for your passion to create a vision and work with people to implement a vision to make sure that our students out there can figure out the answers to their toughest questions. Greg Gifford. He's a Mormon. I love reading the Book of Mormon. We met in Jerusalem and tested both Mormon and biblical prophets to see if their prophecies took place in history. So are you willing to do that? Yeah. Let's do it. There is uh, evidence in front of our eyes to the prophecy that came through. Do you have anything like this in Mormonism for the Book of Mormon? He fulfilled that prophecy. It has to be the tomb of uh, Jesus. God raised Jesus from the dead. That was the message they proclaimed in Jerusalem and were willing to die for. If even one prophecy fails to come true, that prophet must be put to death. Did that prophecy come true in history? Absolutely not. Just a mistake. I I, I don't know what else to say about it. I guess it could be said that the Bible backs me into a corner. CSN International, the Christian Satellite Network broadcasts to well over 300 stations nationwide, all from right here in Twin Falls. CSN is the station for solid Bible teaching and the best modern praise and worship. Tune in at 4 p.m. for CSN's live call-in program, To Every Man and Answer, with Steve Matheson, and Sunday mornings at 10.30 for a live broadcast from the river. Listen on-air locally at 89.9 FM or online at csnradio.com. CSN International, where God's Word is heard. All right, folks, welcome back to Theology Matters, and we have with us uh, Pastor Jason 
Wow, let's see. We're talking about his new uh, film that he has produced or helped produce, The Atheist Illusion. And we're going to have a link uh, up on, uh, to that up on our Facebook page, and we'll put the podcast up so you guys can watch that. Um, Pastor Wallace, I know we originally said an hour. Uh, are you able to go maybe another 20 minutes? Uh, from now, sure. Okay, great. So we'll go We'll go about another 20 minutes. Uh, if you folks have any questions, uh, again, you can call in at 619-768-7314. That's 619-768-7314. Um, I guess some of the questions that come up, um, maybe for Christians who have not had a lot of engagement with atheists, uh, the issue of um, – well, maybe I'll just ask you, where where do you start with the uh, – if you're in dialogue or having a discussion with an atheist, where do you normally start at? Oh, to, to a certain extent, I try to figure out what their background is. Um, I mean, the vast majority of atheists I deal with here in Utah are former Mormons. And so – I I'll ask them, you know, well, what led you out of Mormonism? And a lot of them uh, have very similar stories. And you know, I I try to inquire, what led you to question the claims of Mormonism? And then I ask them, have you ever applied those to atheism? And of course, you know, they they end up all too often just um you know giving giving the standard response you know atheism's the obvious thing nobody no one's ever given any real evidence for the uh for anything else and they don't think through their positions and so then I start to ask them you know how do you know what's true but I especially try to focus on how do you know what's right in in the video and and just for reference for folks it's the e- it's on YouTube. The easy way to get there, it's all free, is www.atheism.video. But one of the things that I will ask them, almost every atheist I meet has kids. I ask them, you know, does, does your does your child have any intrinsic value? Well, you know, I've yet to meet one that's ever even thought about it. Right, and I asked them, you know, from from a materialistic, you know, are you a materialist? Yes, I'm a materialist. Well, then, from a materialistic worldview, how does your child have any greater value than a slug? In in our video, we actually show an interview between Richard Dawkins and Peter Singer, who's an ethicist from uh, Princeton University. And they end up justifying infanticide, cannibalism, and human ape hybrids. Um, you know, Peter Singer is the guy who, in his book Practical Ethics, said the life of a newborn is of less value than the life of a pig, a dog, or a chimpanzee. I learned. And, and, you know... We can't live consistently with atheism. It, it leads to logical, it leads to absurdity in our reason. It leads to absurdity in our ethics. And, you know, I, I think I, I tend to, to uh, focus a whole lot more on the ethics than on the logic because people can play head games all day long. But they know there they know that there is good and evil. Uh you'll meet teenage or college age atheists who, you know, will come up with ridiculous statements. Um, you know, there is no good or evil. It's like, so where you're parked? I'm I'm going to go steal your car. <laughs> right. And yeah. you know, if you're trying to stop me, I'm going to hit you upside the head with 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 a ball being hammer. <laughs> um, yeah. Can you can, you know if I succeed in that? 
Do you have any basis on which to complain? Well, they don't live, you know, what they do, you know, especially in terms of sexual ethics, um, no one can tell me what's right or wrong. You know, no one can tell me I'm wrong. But they want to tell everyone else they're wrong. They don't like being lied to. They don't like being robbed. They don't like being assaulted. And, you know, it's absurd. And if you really get down to it, um, in terms of how it's played out over history, you can see it. It's not, this isn't, this isn't a thought experiment. Most people are ignorant of the fact, uh, because they went to public schools, uh, or not so good private schools, uh, France had an officially atheistic government, not just secular, openly atheistic, persecuting Christian, uh, prohibiting Christian worship during the French Revolution. Uh, The official state religion was called the cult of reason. And they slaughtered hundreds of priests and nuns. Tens of thousands of others fled the country. They took a naked prostitute. Um, one, of, one of the themes we, we develop in all this is um, sexual license always goes hand in hand with this, uh, with tyranny. You know, the, 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 the French Republic not only freed, I mean, excuse me, the, the um, well, I guess it was the, the French Republic not only freed uh, the Marquis de Sade, but ended up making him a delegate to its national convention. They rededicated all the church buildings in France to the cult of reason. They were called temples of reason. But they took wow. a naked prostitute, paraded her through the streets of Paris, and put her on the altar at Notre Dame Cathedral, not just once, but regularly. And they would bow down to worship her as a symbol of reason and liberty. My goodness. And you know, hopefully the hopefully the, the, the cries of equality that you're hearing now, when you realize that they were crying for liberty, fraternity and equality, and you find out it leads to to the reign of terror, um it'll give you it'll give you pause. But one of the first things that they did, that they they did was they legalized uh, uh, sodomy and incest. When the Bolsheviks took power, one of the first things they did was legalized sodomy and incest. And they, you know, you you have these internet atheists. That you know they'll either say, well, none of this has anything to do with us because atheism is only a negation of belief. Well, we deal with that. That's that's. Then why do you? Then why is their positive prescription the same as Dawkins, and Hitchens, and all wow. these other guys? You know, ideas have consequences. And uh, they will claim that. Um, you know, these these actually were not atheistic governments. Well, we have quotes from Marx, from Lenin, from Stalin, from Mao, from Pol Pot. You you go out on to the internet, you'll find people saying, "Well, Pol Pot was actually a Buddhist because he would appear in a certain robe and he carried a fan, and those were symbolic of Buddhism." And it's like, do you ever wanted to read the man? I, I was I was I was surprised. Um, I did all kinds of Google searches. I couldn't find anything from Paul Pot on the internet, so I had to do something um, most people don't think of anymore. I went to the library, and I found I found books with quotations from. Uh, it's called Paul Pot's Little Red Book, and it was basically public declarations of the Ankar um, who, that he headed up. And it's explicitly atheistic. And so 
every, you know, you, you get, it's all an illusion. You know, Lenin wasn't really an atheist. Well, yeah, he was. Stalin, you know, Stalin had Christian training as a young man. How about when he says that within five years there will not be a Christian church left in, in the entire Soviet Union? Wow. We're going to destroy them all. Um, and, you know, you go through what these men actually said, and you find out they lie. It's all it's lies and and twisting of facts over and over and over and over. It's not about truth. It's about lies. It's right. not about reason. It's about absurdity. And it's really not about atheism. It's about putting themselves in the place of God, because this this is the, this is the sleight of hand. We're gonna we're gonna claim a materialistic universe, but then we're gonna slip ourselves in to the place of God when you're not looking. Yeah. And you know we bring it full circle at the end that James Randi, who you know boasts and you know he mocks Christianity. Uh, boast in how reasonable he is and how he follows evidence. You know, we not only show his lies earlier in the video, but at the end, lo and behold, we show him uh, being married to another man. And we go right back to Romans 1 all over again. I had no idea that about that with him. Huh. That's what happens if you watch the whole thing. But yeah, it's free. It's it's, it's free at atheism. It's free at atheism. Video. Okay, wonderful. Well, I tell you, this has been this has been good. I always enjoy the uh, the conversation. Like I said, maybe we can have you back on. Um, oh, anytime. Closer towards definition, and we'll do the uh, Roman Catholic video as well. That would be that would be good because I've seen a good portion of that as well. I know that's full of good information. Um, so. Yeah, I just well, very quickly on that. So many Protestants mm-hmm. have absolutely no clue that the reformers were not just appealing to their reading of the scripture; they were appealing to the church's historic reading of those scriptures. In yeah. in John Calvin's final edition of the Institutes of the Christian Religion, he cites from the Church Fathers. I think it's like 856 times. But that video as well is free. It's at RomanCatholic.video. And then we also did one at GayChristian.video. That's an earnest plea to gay Christians. And then all our Mormon stuff is at LDS.video. And Lord willing, coming later this year, an earnest plea to Muslims at Quran.video. It's not up yet, but we're working on it. Man, that's awesome. That's some really good stuff. Um, Where can people... Maybe listening in, in the area that uh, you're a pastor at. What what is your church, and where can they go and find you? Christ Presbyterian Church. Uh, we're a congregation of the Orthodox Presbyterian denomination, which means we're you know Bible believing Presbyterians. Uh, hopefully that's come out <laughs> in what I've said. But uh, expository preaching, simple reverent worship. We're in Magna, Utah, which is the northwest corner of the Salt Lake Valley. Uh, we're about 12 miles uh, west of downtown. But very easy access, and um, love to have folks visit with us. You guys have a YouTube channel, right, where you put your your uh, sermons and stuff that uh, and, and that up? Is that right? I thought I saw some the other day on the yeah, YouTube well, Yeah, we're not organized enough to have my sermons up, but we do have the old shows up, and then we have all our evangelistic videos, and then We've got James White when he's been in town with us, um, but that's Ancient Paths TV, um, Ancient P A T H S TV, no spaces, um, is the YouTube channel, and that has everything on there. But we've got a few hundred videos, and so that's the reason we came up with the um, websites to be easy, you know, for them to be easy to be found: LDS dot video, yeah. Gay Christian dot video, Roman Catholic dot video, and Atheism dot video. Perfect, perfect. Great show. I appreciate you being willing to come on and share your expertise with us and um, look forward to having you on again soon. Always a pleasure, Devin. Okay, God bless. 
All right, folks. Uh, Pastor Jason here. Again, we uh, good discussion here on the new video put out, The Atheist Illusion. We're going to put that video up. I'm going to get that up as soon as the show ends. And you can find that at Theology Matters with the Blues on Facebook. Um, keep Pastor Jason in your prayers out there. He's doing a great work and a uh, hostile place. You know, I'm out here in the South and and the Carolinas, and, uh, you know, you don't have as much opposition. You do have other battles to fight, but, um, you know, keep Pastor Jason in your prayers out there and the good work that they're doing, and uh, that uh, God would allow them to continue to make these important videos because they really do. Uh, they make a big impact, and they, they reach people, um, you know, for for our benefit. So, Keep them in your prayers, and God bless, folks. Thanks for tuning in.